It's never the underdog. Yes, sir. It's never the underdog. What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-host, Raul and Shu. First off-season pod. Unfortunately, tournament's still going, but I uh, figured we would start these back up. We do kind of take a little bit of break on the off-season, um, so we'd, we're not running on schedule here. But we wanted to talk a little bit about the McDonald's All-American game, um, some of the incoming recruits for the 2023 class, uh, some of the guys coming back this year um, and maybe a few that that still are a little undecided and talk a little bit about what that's going to look like going forward. Um, we do have a special guest with us today. So without further ado, Shu, I'll pass this off to you. You can introduce our guest and we'll talk a little bit about John Shire's first season before we jump into the offseason. Uh, well, everybody, I'm happy to welcome Zion uh, O, Zion Olje from uh, from Twitter. Uh, runs the Duke NBA account, gives you a lot of content, you know, info stats. Um, you can find this guy battling people left and right. So I, I love him for that. Keep up the good, the good work. Um, also a writer for complex sports. So Zan, um, just let's go ahead and get, get your thoughts on this, this first year as John Shire's, uh, inaugural season as head coach. Um, appreciate, appreciate the invite for one, um, and the introduction as well. Definitely, you know, love to have fun on Twitter. So I'll, I'll <laughs> always do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, first year, I, it was nothing but a success to me. I mean, obviously, it's had its, its early bumps in the in the beginning of the season. Um, and, you know, the, the, the growing pains that come with a young team and a, a young coach as well. Um, but ultimately, it was a successful year. I mean, ACC champs. Um, I mean, the tournament was what it was. You ran into a team that was more physical and physical than us. And I mean, Mark Mitchell uh, pulling out of the game five five minutes before the game kind of does alter things. Um, so you know, the tournament that's that's March. You know, you, you get dealt with things that you can't you know control, and it happened. They lost, but I, I, overall, I I saw you know a lot of people kind of say it's not a successful season because they didn't get to the second weekend. But to me. That was a successful year, especially, you know, seeing the growth from year uh, day one to the final day, even from, you know, individuals like Lively, um, Derek, uh, Tyrese, of course, even Flip, um, and then John himself, the adjustments he made during the season. Uh, I thought it was a very good year and, and a year, a good building year for, you know, ultimately this year, this upcoming year. Yes. Talking about, uh, you know, the progression that you saw these players make, is that something that you attribute to John, you know, as a head coach, uh, specifically for like bringing those guys along in that way and just kind of talk about what you thought John, you know, as his performance on the season as a head coach. Yeah, I think um, you could definitely give credit to John um, for, for first and foremost, establishing roles, uh, you know, midway through the season, whether it was Tyrese um, fully taking control as a point guard or, you know, finally, you know, kind of, taking the um the training wheels off lively and just you know giving him that starting role completely um and you know he was kind of uh seesawing with Ryan Young um but yeah I think it also too was just experience for the young guys I mean you know experience fixes a lot of things and you know um especially for lively and the coming off of injuries they just needed 
get their feet wet a little bit, adjust to college basketball, and, you know, they got better and improved. But, yeah, I think uh, John did a, did a lot of great things this year. Um, and, you know, I, I was one guy who <laughs> who was hard on him uh, in the beginning of the season. I, I won't I won't lie. Like, you know, I, but I always said I, I believe in John, but I feel like he had to make adjustments in the season. And he did make those adjustments. So, you know, we saw the results at the end of the year. Yeah, there were a lot of uh, blowouts we had to sit through early. Yeah. So I can see, you know, <laughs> I was critical too. Um, you know, the offense looked ugly at times, but I thought by the end of the year, everything was running pretty smoothly. I think too. Um, you know, even even the the cars he was dealt just with the injuries, you had to give him some some leeway. Um, but you know, he's he's the right man for the job. I, I still believe that. Yeah, yeah. I think too, though, just. The further we get from the Tennessee loss, I think it's easier to look back at the whole season being a success because I think for me, and we, we talked about it on here, of initially it's frustrating because of all those factors, right? You'll lose Mark Mitchell right before tip. You're playing one of the teams in there that just wants to muck the game up and just make it really physical. You look in the final four and um, you got a lot of kind of free flowing teams that aren't going to try to play you that way. I mean, maybe San Diego State, but FAU and UConn, they're all going to play a much more open, user friendly game. And unfortunately, they just gave a career night to, to old buddy there at Tennessee. But um, <laughs> I, I guess we'll shift here a little bit. So uh, McDonald's All-American event was just happened recently. Um, a lot of Duke guys in attendance. So we'll start with uh, the shooter, Jared McCain, more than just a shooter, but one, wins the three-point contest, um, joins some fellow some fellow Blue Devils in that. Um, Zion, for you, what do you see in terms of McCain? I think scouting-wise, it's a little interesting. He's not that top 10 kind of guy, projected as maybe a multi-year guy, but the shot looks real. I mean, do you see this coming in next year and him playing that type of role, or you think it's going to take a little bit? Um, I mean, I, I think, you know, especially with Tyrese coming back and Mark coming back, potentially another person coming back. Um, it does help, you know, the fact that these freshmen don't have to come in and be, you know, superstars. They don't have to come in, do what Flip did last year. They don't have to come in and be Paolo. Um, they're really just coming in and fitting a role. And I think Jared fits a role really well. We lack shooting. Um, so, you know, I think he is a real shooter. I think, you know, the numbers tell you the story. Um Although sometimes, you know, even we, we saw with Dariq, I, I say it online on Twitter, we saw with Dariq this year. I don't think anybody saw Dariq shoot, you know, shooting the ball as well as he did this year, um, especially coming to the year. Uh, but, you know, that happened. And, you know, sometimes you can't predict those things. So I don't want to fully say, okay, Jared McCain is going to be our sharpshooter. He's going to be, you know, he's going to be the guy we look to to hit, you know, five threes a game. But um, I do think early on, you know, he's going to have that opportunity, especially – to fight for possibly the second uh, guard spot, um, pending who returns or not. Um, but yeah, I definitely like his fit, especially like you know, I think he could play that second secondary guard role and be a secondary playmaker for uh, Tyrese. Um, so yeah, I think I'm I'm very high on Jerry. Um, but you know, we just never know with these freshmen. 
that's a good point too because it used to be you would always hear that like shooting translates or like if a guy can shoot he can shoot but we've seen though that it doesn't really not necessarily right away right like i mean matt jones comes in best shooter in the class luke Kennard comes in and that freshman year just that neither one of those guys really have it obviously Kennard has a huge sophomore campaign um but so it's sometimes it's kind of good to be a little hesitant i think with the with just the way the the college game is it's a little bit more physical it's adjustment just a little different speed. adjustment to the speed, the speed of the game yeah. um you know so maybe we don't want to we don't want to pencil him in being that maybe right away from day one but i do think he is going to get the opportunity to um yeah I, i'm with you i think the same thing uh, what one thing i like about him is kind of his shot preparation you see him like he knows when he's going to shoot it he gets his feet set you rarely see him like falling away fading away left or right or anything got a wide base and you know just really works diligently to to get ready for that to uh to be ready to put it up it'll be interesting too um i'm just kind of throw this out there do y'all see him as a two guard in college do you see because it would seem like kind of he's that combo guard but to really get to the league he's gonna have to really kind of morph into a a lead guard at some point do y'all see that panning out in college or do you really kind of see him really at duke as being the off-ball guy or the secondary kind of guy there I mean, I think at Duke, he's going to play the two guard, but that might just be at first, like, because I expect Proctor to only be here one more year. So at a certain point, some point guard minutes might open up and we're also going to need a backup point guard, you know, depending on whether Blake's sticks around or whatever, but there's going to be an opportunity for him to play some point. And like you said, that is his best pathway. So I can see that kind of happening in year two, provided he stays around. And there was a lot of buzz at the McDonald's practices about him, like just being really patient with the ball and like probing. Um, you see him like, you know, use a high pick and roll high screen and how he kind of gets that guy on his hip and keeps mm-hmm. the dribble alive while he's looking um, to see what's open. So I think he can play that role, but I, I expect, you know, just like Raul said, for the, the, the nearest future for him to be just kind of more the two guard. Yeah. And it looks like John is wanting to play a lot of two lead guards or two guys. And I mean, you know, if we look at 2010, how he kind of came up and what was successful for him as a player, even last year running Proctor and Roach, I'm a big fan of the two guard kind of like two headed attack like that. Um, It's worked really well for us as Duke fans. When you think of all but uh, our first two titles really featured that kind of setup, you know, Bobby Hurley was his own kind of magician. Maybe you don't need another one when you have a guy setting assist records, but um, for the most part, it has been a, a winning success for us. But well, let's kind of move to the big guy here a little bit. Uh, Sean Stewart showed out in the dunk contest, played pretty well in the actual game. Um, kind of a little bit of a tweener, you know, kind of a, a power forward, could play a small ball five role. Um, got a little bit of inside out game, got a little bit of that midi to him. Zion from him, I, I, this might be the guy that one of the, the guys I'm most excited for in this class, just because he can do it all and just really the switchability and what he could do defensively. Um, where do you see his impact kind of year one coming in? Are you looking for this to be a guy potentially to, to burst into that starting lineup? Are you seeing this maybe coming off the bench as that four or five backup? What do you, do you think the dunking's going to translate here? What do you see in Sean Stewart? Um, I, I say the biggest thing I see, and I, t- I think I told this to Adam um, Rowe on Twitter, the fact that he came off the bench in high school on a star-studded yeah. team, um, I think is going to bode really well for him uh, playing at Duke because, you know, he's going to, 
he's going to be able to find his role pretty quickly. And he's going to be one of the rare, I think, high-topic freshmen that aren't really looking to, you know, be that guy off the bench or or not even off the bench, period, be that guy, period. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think, you know, immediately I think he's going to be an impact player because he's going to find his role pretty quickly. I don't think he may ever crack the starting lineup just because I feel like uh, Mark and McKenzie might be in that role the whole season. And, you know, let's say Flip comes back, you know, the the front court is kind of locked in that right. But I think he'll be an impact player, just like you said, um, because of, you know, the versatility he brings, um, the athleticism. I mean, I'm not, not, I don't remember the last time we kind of had like a, a half, he's not a wing, but he's like a forward that just super elite, uberly athletic. Um, that wasn't like six eleven like Marvin Bagley. Um, so I think, you know, he brings a lot of versatility and I, I like the, I, I'm not sure how real the mid, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not sure how real the mid range game is, mm-hmm. but he pulled up in the McDonald's all American game and it caught my attention. It looked like it was fluid. It looked like he was comfortable with the shot. And if that's real, having a big that kind of does that um, and not a big that just, you know, is either just, you know, rolling to the rim and able to finish under the rim um, is pretty nice for us. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely I'm excited for Sean just just off the fact that I think he's going to be able to adjust to his role very quickly. And um, he brings us uh, a kind of dynamic we don't have on the roster. I don't know if this is a just a bad comp, but to me, he kind of feels like like a way more athletic David McClure. Like you look for that guy that's just a glue, like rebounds, screens, runs the floor, plays defense, you know, but doesn't look just like he's not trying to be the star, stand out, just knows a star in his role, right? That's kind of what we recruited David McClure for. He was like a three or four time state champion. Uh, just had that win in pedigree, and you need a guy like that that's not really worried about where are my shots coming from, you know, yada, yada, yada. There's just a guy that gets out there and does a high motor, uh, stuff like that. So that's kind of my comp. It's just a, a a really more athletic and maybe more skilled David McClure. Yeah, I could see that. Um, also, even Mark Mitchell, you know, is like kind of does that role for us right now. You know, I, I know uh, Stewart's a much better athlete and he's a little bit uh, bulkier maybe, but Mitchell's the kind of guy who's kind of gluing everything together with his defense, you know, is not taking a ton of shots. So there could be a little bit of overlapping roles there next year that kind of prevents Stewart from getting a ton of minutes. So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, you know, we've historically, we've really used a lot of guys like that, you know, but it's hard to find a comp for a role of him where he's ranked at, you know, because yep. I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, Josh Harrison's popping up. Lance Thomas is popping up. Emil Jefferson's popping up. Uh, Thomas Hill is popping. Up. If you go with that sort of just glue that kind of makes things work, a, a Javon Deloria, a Jack White. Um, now, I don't want to put Sean Stewart and I don't want to disrespect anyone either, right? The talent is probably higher. But if you, I mean, Lance was really good coming in. Out of yeah, high Emil school, was right? a McDonald's like, All-American Emil too. Emil as yeah. well. Um, and the fact that Emil's going to be here to work with Sean, it's like I'm really ecstatic about that because those dudes should vibe really well. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think that would translate for us. Well, uh, Zion, you, you mentioned the other guy here that we have, McKenzie. Um, pretty interesting here, too. And again, I'm not trying to disrespect anyone, but I think he's kind of had a, a rough kind of ending of a few months here, even if you want to say a rough season. 
um still really ranked and projected very high but doesn't really do anything in this game and i don't take too much from an all-star type event anyway right like i'm not trying to put it all on there but there had been a little bit of just kind of noise i guess about you know is the shooting real can you depend on the shooting is this guy going to be an alpha or is he just going to be another dude um where where are you kind of at on that? Are you still pretty high on McKenzie coming in? Or are you cautiously optimistic? I mean, what do you think we're getting into here? Um, I mean, I'll, I'll admit it off the bat, and I, I'm going to tell Duke fans this right now. I will be very biased with McKenzie next year <laughs> um, just because of the Nigerian connection. Obviously, he, uh, he was at our training camp last year um, or two years ago. It's getting old now. Um and that that was the first time I kind of seen him play. Um, he was playing against pros. I mean, the shot looked real then, but obviously I think, you know, he's had a rough senior year. Um, I think he battled through injuries um, as well. Mm-hmm. I want to say, I, I talked about it on Twitter today, but it's hard to kind of see him as a sniper. Like, people try to kind of label him as a sniper. I think he's more of a streaky shooter of anything, uh, high-volume scorer. Um, but I think, you know, like I said before, the fact that we have all these guys returning, possibly more, mm-hmm. it kind of, you know, limits his, not limits his role, but kind of takes the pressure off him. He doesn't need to be 15 point per game score. Doesn't need to be, you know, doesn't need to be Tatum or Ingram, you know, um, even to that degree. Um, really his role is going to be simple. I think we'll use him a lot in the pickup pop. Um, I don't know who plays the four between him and Mark. I'm I'm gonna assume Mark because I think Mark is obviously built a little bit better for college, better defender. Um, but I mean, really, it's all positionless positionless basketball anyway. Um, but yeah, I think you know we'll use him in pick and pop situations. I think he'll get his share of touches, uh, a share of ability to you know handle the rock himself and try to create on his own. But I mean, ultimately, his role is not gonna be you know what it was in high school. It was not going to be, you know, what it was in uh, EYBL. Uh, not going to be what it was in Nike Hoop Summit, maybe. You know, <laughs> so, you know, I think it, it, it'll it be my expectations for him are, are kind of, you know, lowered uh, compared to, I feel like, other uh, wings that have come to Duke University just because we have, you know, a lot, a lot of good people returning. But um, I believe, you know, he's, he's still... I still buy my have my stock and and Mac and I think you know he'll show um, whether you know it's his scoring ability or just his versatility. Yeah, well, you mentioned the returners and also it just we don't really know what Shire wants to do offensively yet, really. Or I mean, we just don't know at all. It's his first year going into a second, so you know, if I'm looking at a guy like McKenzie under K, I'm thinking, you know, K's going to find a way to get this guy to just be an alpha wing scorer. He's going to put him at the four. He's going to be a mismatch nightmare. Um, but John seems to want a little bit more diversity where the scoring comes from, a little bit of different touches, uh, a little more balance, which isn't a bad thing by any means, but I think it does. He could blend in a lot easier next year, I think, right? You might not really notice, even like Mark Mitchell, there were times where you don't really notice him and you look at the what he's doing, you look at his at metrics and you're like, oh, wow, you know, like the, whoever his primary matchup was over eight last night or whatever it was. Um, 
So I think you make a great point with that if he might not be that type of wing. One thing I do like about him, though, that I look for in these kind of big, lanky wings, it seems easy for him to mobility-wise. Like, nothing really seems hard. He's got a nice little just kind of bounce, like a Brandon Ingram, um, you know, pre-back injury Michael Porter Jr., those kind of guys, you know, Lively had it last year where he's not, like, huffing and lugging around. He's just kind of bouncing around on his feet. Um, so hopefully if the athleticism is there, that will at least kind of make things a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, we might, we might not get the Tatum, right? We might not get that sort of just proto wing for under K offense. Um, well, one nice thing that probably takes the pressure off a little bit is he's done really well in NIL. So it's not mm. like he maybe feels compelled to like, he needs to show out to make the pros right away. Like. You know, he's doing well enough where if he did have to come back for a second year, it wouldn't be some disaster. At least that's sure. what it seems like to me. Sure. Yeah. Um, which yeah. might speak a little bit to the culture shift anyway, but go ahead, Shu. Yeah, and that's just, you know, every year it seems like we go through this. You get on on uh, social media and all the fans just want to talk, you know, rant and rave about the shiny new toys, uh, which I get it. You know, I, I like talking recruiting too, but, um, you know, every class isn't equal and, you know, from everything we've heard, this class is, was, you know, one of those ones a little bit stunted by the COVID pandemic. So, you know, I don't know if there's a really a consensus one and done like surefire guy in this class. So I think we need to lower the expectations on what these guys and not to say that they can't, you know, obviously, just like last year, we weren't expecting much from Flip after all the, you know, the preseason talk came around and and then lo and behold, he's kind of our best player. So um, I just think it's it's nice to have some of these returners that we're going to talk about um, because that kind of puts less pressure on these guys coming in. Well, speaking of that, I guess we should kind of transition to talking about the returners. So obviously, we've gotten news about Tyrese Proctor and Mark Mitchell. And I know it's kind of hard to talk about because there's a lot of moving pieces. Like we still don't know what's going to happen with Filipowski, you know, Roach, Lively. Lively's probably gone would be my guess. But those other two kind of hang in the balance. But uh I wanted to get Zion's thoughts on the impact that having returning players for once really is going to make on next year's team. Oh man, it's it's everything, man. As a Duke mm. fan, you <laughs> this is just like a breath of fresh air. Um, you know, we've been so used to kind of the mass exodus um, of everybody leaving and the people who you, you thought should consider coming back still leaving. Um, you know, and you know, to get even Mark and Tyrese back, it was big. I think I, I always said, I said after the, I said like 10 minutes after the loss, Tyrese's biggest recruits this year were Tyrese Proctor and Mark Mitchell. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the 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 rest is just extra at that point. Um, and we still might get extra, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that that's like everything. And I think, you know, it just sets the tone for next year um, because number one, you're returning a point guard. Um, yep. The last time that happened to us, was Trey Jones, Trey Jones turned yeah. into the ACC Player of the Year, ACC Defense Player of the Year. Yeah, um, fortunately got robbed uh, in a tournament by COVID. But you know, I think it's always big to get get you know build continuity with your point guard. Um, and you know, Mark, I think I was so high on Mark this year. I think you know, um, he didn't get enough credit. I personally thought he should have been at least on a, a ACC or rookie team, um, at least. Uh, but yeah, I think he was just a. a consistent guy from day one for us and to kind of build that build off of them possibly flip maybe roach comes back um it's just like a breath of fresh air and you know it, it kind of puts the the expectations back on us to 
<laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're might be the preseason number one again and all that, but you know, that's why you come to Duke. That's why you're a Duke fan. So, you know, it's a, it's, it's good. It's a good feeling. But that ain't new to us. You know, we've, yeah. we dealt with that before. So facts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it is a breath of fresh air. Just the possibility or the thought, like the hypothetical thought that we could return, like we could return more than we lost in a single year, just is almost mind boggling after <laughs> just the crazy amount of roster turnover we've had um, the last decade, really. And we've had success with that. But I think just from a continuity standpoint, from a fan standpoint, it's really difficult to win it all. And so just having some guys that you start to know, right? Like just seeing Jeremy last year as that junior, the leap that he made it in leadership um, and what he did to UNC in both of those games, that, that scoop, that part is what makes the season successful for me, right? Like I remember that, like seeing these guys grow up. Um, and so, yeah, the moment Tyrese committed, like I went and brought my brotherhood shirt and got the Tyrese, the Proctor, like the Australian stuff on the back. <laughs> like, cause that's, you know, like you coming for your one, I almost might pull the trigger on like if a Zion comes in, right? Something like a Paolo. Um, but a lot of these guys now it's like, okay, now I feel like I'm going to get to know you a little bit. We're going to get to see that's that freshman to sophomore leap, which you mentioned Trey, um, at what I consider the most important position, being that point guard at 6'5". We know what he can do defensively. He started to show his offense come along, especially that three-point shot late in the year. Um, he could be a game changer. I mean, he could be one of the best guards in the country next year, right? Like, he should be on some of those award award watches. Maybe they'll get him on the on the right list there. Um, shouts to RJ on that one. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about pairing him with, like, I mean – Foster six five two right mm. six five six five and then you go what six eight seven six foot. nine yes. seven foot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah um you know John likes to run his you know big big teams out there so stand full of guards the team full of bigs there we go <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll see what happens with the uh, the portal of course there's been some rumors about uh big men they're recruiting and i don't know if that's you know flip insurance or he really just does want to play two bigs again i think it's um, lively replacement i think it's right we need, right right we need rim protection for sure I, I got yeah a, i got a question for y'all though do y'all want to play because me i personally i've <laughs> been against two big lineups me too I've I'll said that. Uh, yeah so what's you, your thoughts so, on you're that. not you're not in our little message thread that jo josh like <laughs> rants about every afternoon but i'd play mitch with the five bro that's what i would do <laughs> that's what i would do especially with these shooters coming in like i want to see proctor mccain roach foster or you know like i want to see a three guard like a spread out yes yeah. or if the bigs are, are able to do that a little bit more but um yeah i'm, I'm a big kind of well, that just, four spot is a wing spot for me it's always. funny because like you guys have mentioned like 20 years ago, we were revolutionizing the game by playing the stretch four with Danny Fair mm -hmm. 30 years ago now, 40 years ago. Um, and, and now it seems like we're doing the opposite. We're going we put Leitner at the five and would crush teams. Yeah. And you now, know, now like, we're going the opposite way where we're playing. Yeah. yeah. Going back to kind of Roy, Roy Williams style basketball, Nasty. honestly. You know? uh -uh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think it was a little bit justified early in the season last year when the guards were just struggling so much like our only way to win games at the beginning of the year was just to out rebound teams um but you know as things went on like especially before lively had emerged 
it was like, why is Young out there? Why not just play flip <laughs> at the five and move Mark to the four and just those Mitchell flip there? Young lineups were just <laughs> oof. Hey, man, I, I, I should have been talking to y'all earlier, man. I was, I was getting killed for saying all this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it ended up working out because Lively was just such a great defender that uh, you kind of had to have him out there. Um, but I would like to see something a little bit more modern next year. And we have the opportunity to do that. If, if flip was to return, flip could kill at the five. Mm. Does he mm. want to play the five? That's the question. Yeah. He might have Anthony Davis syndrome, right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. man, man, you, you're seven foot. Get down there. Flip. Yeah. Down. I mean, look at, look at FAU. They, they, they were four guards, one yep. big lineup. They, yep. they should have, they should be Miami, Miami too. Miami too. Yeah. yeah. Miami too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's just aesthetically how I like to play. You know, I think it's just more appealing. It it opens up the space and the lanes and everything else. Um, but, you know, the thing about college is that the game can get mucked up and the way that it can be played is it allows so many of these different styles to win. You know, you can just do it however. Um, but it is a little bit of a, a culture shock seeing that, especially last year when I was watching those some of those huge lineups and I'm sitting there thinking, um, what is Kay doing in his house right now? You know, because it just like I would just be curious to know, like, um, you know, this is a guy who's playing singular at the five and just shooting 43s and being like, screw it, you know, yeah. like stop us. Um, so it's just a little bit interesting to to see that though. But so obviously we got uh news that Derek Whitehead had declared for the draft. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on that because he didn't have a huge impact this season as the number two recruit. Now he does come in and shoot really well and, and manage to fit into a role, but I think we never got to see the real Derek, or at least what I thought was the real Derek. I don't know what mm -hmm. you thought there, Zion. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said earlier, the Derek we saw this year wasn't the Derek I had, you know, envisioned really, and that's not like a knock on him. That's really just you know. You know, he, he he shot the ball. He shot the lights out. You know, he was kind of our best. He was our best shooter mm -hmm. over the year. You know, he played. And I don't think anybody really expected that. I really expected him to be kind of a secondary playmaker, uh, slasher, um, getting to the rim, getting to the mid-range, you know. And he, he was our he was just a shooter for us this year. But I, I think, you know, he was hampered by injuries. And, you know, um, even midway through the season, we thought we'd never see Derek in a Duke uniform again after that injury mm -hmm. um, at, at Virginia Tech, I think. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, he was just, he was bogged down by injuries, but, you know, there, I still think there's a lot of potential in this game. And number one, he's, he's six, seven, a wing um, that can shoot like he does. And, and I think he has a lot more to his game. We just didn't see it um, partly because of spacing as well. I think it, that was something I, I pointed out midway through the season is, there was really not much to do, um, especially with Tyrese not really, you know, uh, being yeah. that point guard we saw at the end of the year. And Jeremy was still, he was on and off. Um, but, you know, we had really no shooters. People were packing the paint. We're playing two big lineups. There's not many much to do, you know, yeah. especially in college. Um, so, you know, I think he, he's going to benefit from the uh, NBA, um, the space, the pacing, the space. Um and you know we we'll see we'll see the peak Derek uh, whether it's in a couple of years or you know early in his career. For sure, for sure. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, you've kind of hinted at it. Do you think Filipowski and or Roach will return? What are your thoughts on that? Predictions? <laughs> you don't have to spill any inside info. 
I don't have any inside info, man. I, I, like I said, let me get it out the way now. I'm not an insider. Adam Rowe, John Watson, the 247 crew, right. all the inside information, man. Uh, but, yeah, I, if I had to guess, um, I really don't know about ropes. Like, yeah, Roach that's, is, a, that's a weird one for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'll say what I what I want him to do, but uh, <laughs> Flip, I think Flip does come back, um, uh, you know, and I think that's gonna, you know, kind of uh, break break the uh, the I guess the doubts people have with next year's team, at least from the outside. Mm, yep. The tweets mm. I've been getting, you know, oh, Duke, you know, when I've when I've tweeted, I think Duke is gonna be scary next year. Um, people have kind of you know sh- shunned that down, but. Uh, yeah, I think Flip comes back and kind of, you know, uh, this team is, takes that next step in terms of, you know, being a championship team. But to Jeremy, um, to flip to Jeremy quickly, me personally, I love Jeremy Roach. Captain, great year. I was I was behind him even through his struggles. But I kind of would rather see him go. Um, just to be honest, just as, you know, Duke basketball fan, I love him, but I think you know there's just going to be a log jam between Foster, Roach, and obviously Proctor. And next year, I need Tyrese Proctor to have the keys completely. Yeah. I need him to have the ball ninety percent of the time, and he's going to be playing somewhere between thirty-four minutes a game, thirty-five minutes a game, especially in big games. Tyrese Proctor needs to be that guy, and I, I think Jeremy coming back kind of reverts him back to this year where they're sharing sharing the rock at times and um which is not bad but like i think it it kind of you know lowers the potential of proctor um and obviously the other guys mccain foster we have a lot of talent at the guard position i don't think we need jeremy back you know i say this all respectfully this is not no knock on jeremy i love jeremy but I just think with next year's roster, it'd probably be best for him to go too. Personally, I don't think he's gonna have a better season than he had this year with next year's team. And just to kind of piggyback on that, you know, I think I've stuck with it all year. Like just from hearing Flip talk before he signed, um, you know, wanting to to leave a legacy here, multiple championships, all this stuff he said, you know, it was John's first recruit, he wears John's number. Um, I've always felt all year long, even when he was playing really well, the chatter started coming up, you know, this guy might not be here that long, but that he would come back. So again, no info, insider info, just my gut feeling that, that Flip mm-hmm. wants to be here and will come back and, and, you know, help get us, get that sour taste out of our mouth from the Tennessee game, mm-hmm. I think, especially, um, as far as the Roach stuff goes, I'm a, I'm a, you know, been preaching it for years. I, I don't hate on one and dones, but like we said, the continuity. If I can get a senior McDonald's All American, you know, we don't have many of those guys. Um, does that stunt the growth of Foster, McCain? What does that do to shoot or Blake's? Um, I'm just in the camp where I'd rather have more guys than not. You don't never never know when the injury bug, when somebody's foot's gonna fall off, like <laughs> normally happens mid-December. So um <laughs> Obviously, I think if he comes, if Jeremy comes back, I think it would be, be understanding that his his uh, role is going to be a little um, less than what it was this he last year. Needs to be twenty fifteen Quinn if yeah, he's coming back. Yeah, just, right. You uh, got to. You need to be forty percent from three and just kind of be that like just leader, right? Yeah, exactly. 
So I'd take him back. That that's that's me personally. Um, you know, and if it pushes uh, a Blake sort of shoot out the door, um, I don't ever like to have guys leave. But at some point, you know, if you just if you're not going to be now, man, if you're not going to be able to cut, look, John's job is to win games and to fill yep. the best roster he's got. And, you know, I don't want to hurt people's feelings, but if you can't make that that cut, then maybe you just need to uh, to look elsewhere. So that's where I stand on it. I don't think the worry is that Blake's or shoot would transfer. I think the worry would be more like, does that make any kind of seed of doubt in Foster and McCain's mind? Exactly. Yeah. Like these are top 25 guys who expect to play minutes. And then they see Jeremy coming back and that's 30 minutes just gone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially these are multiple year guys. Well, they've too, already signed you know? their LOIs. Right. I don't, I mean, I guess you can ask yeah, to you be can, out you can of that. Yeah. yeah. And schools are out. not going to, they're going to let you out if you really want to. It's a player's players uh, world at this point. Players mm-hmm. kind of control it. But you know, that was going to be my question for you, Dustin, is where do you see the fit now with Foster and McCain if Jeremy comes back? I mean, it definitely, look, it definitely shortens everything, right? Uh, obviously, Tyrese is going to have the keys. Um you know, I would, I guess it's more situational stuff. Like you start Roach, but you can bring Foster in. You can play McCain a little bit of backup point guard too, I would assume, or even play Roach as a backup for a couple minutes. Um, you know, I, I think it's situational and that Roach is what, six one. I think I stood beside him at media day. He wasn't a lot bigger than <laughs> I am. Um, whereas Foster six, five, and I know, you know, just looking at the way John likes to play, I'm sure he would rather be starting Foster or McCain, uh, probably Foster. But again, we don't know what those guys are going to bring to college. We know what we have in Jeremy. Um, I think I've seen somebody on the board say, you know, it doesn't really do anything for the ceiling, but it raises the floor, right? Um, Hmm. So, you know, like I said, he doesn't make us a a title contender with or without him, but he keeps us from being maybe a first-round loss guy. Um, because we know in clutch situations, Jeremy can be that bucket getter. No. I don't think you turn him away, right? Like if he says, you know, hey, I want to come back, then you welcome him back and then you try to mm-hmm. figure out how it's going to work. Um, you know, for me, I think Flip is the one who has a lot of motivation to come back. You know, like Flip got his ass kicked last year, right? Like he's getting punched in the throat. He's getting thrown <laughs> to the ground against Tennessee. Like he got beat up, man. And that dude's a warrior. He kept coming back. He kept fighting through it. Um, but I'd kind of like to to see him just kind of take that moniker, like, all right, let's come on back. And this time you do the hitting, right? Mm-hmm. This time you be the dude out there. Like, we're not taking that. Like, And then you throw a guy like Foster, who has the huge chip on his shoulder, right? Who kind of feels like he's been a little disrespected. Arguably, he was being left out of that game. Um you know, he's talked about his and, and John's relationship and how Shire's just always been, you know, day one, this, you're my guy, right? I'm sticking with you through the injuries, through the doubt. Um, and dude's a bucket now. Like, he turned went from kind of like a big point guard to just a straight up bucket. Um, so, you know, I'd be I'd be down to start two six five guys in the backcourt. But if Roach come, wants to come back and... Um, well, well, what are your thoughts on, so like, today with the way the portal works and... Um, obviously we're seeing this, you know, a little bit of the start of a culture change with John, where we're going to maybe start keeping some of these guys. Um, 
do you, I mean, for me, it's like if a guy, I don't want a guy being promised anything. I know Foster and McCain expect to play, you know, because of their pedigree, but how much, like, you know, if they're coming in and getting 10 minutes a game, is that enough to keep them happy this first year? That's, that's why I, I just want to, like I said, I want to field the best roster we can. And, you know, if you're afraid to come in and fight for comp for your minutes and compete for your minutes, I, I don't know if that's Duke caliber to me. You know, you come in expecting to be playing with six other McDonald's All-Americans and you're going to have to fight and claw through practice to prove that you should be out on the floor. Well, team results matter too, probably, right? Like if we're a three-loss team, you're probably a little happier than you are on this year's team. If you're a nine-loss team and you're still not sure. playing, right? Yeah. Like right, that right. That probably has something to do with the two out there. The Carolina but, effect there, watching yeah. Caleb chuck 43s <laughs> and then still sitting here. Did yeah. you miss more than I took, bro? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking from a practical point of view, though, like, it does seem like the staff expects to get multiple years out of some of these 2023 guys based on the mm -hmm. way they're not really yeah. recruiting 2024. Yeah. So if there is some situation where you lose a McCain or Foster after one year, then you've potentially lost more out of that than you gain by getting Roach back. So it's kind of a long-term perspective that I have. Like yeah, it, sure. if, it, don't get me wrong, if Roach was like, you know, zion williamson or whatever like then of course i'm taking it back and everybody can leave i don't care but <laughs> right. like he, he like you said he's raising the floor not the ceiling yeah right. Right. yeah and I, I think for me it would have been i think it would be it would be easier for me to accept that if we did not have mckenzie and mark because i think we would be more liable to play three guard lineups yep um but now at this point you know we're kind of even with sean too there's just a lot of just you no know, log jams at this point, but you know, like you said, I think y'all made good points that you know you don't really come to Duke to you know just you know be expected to play minutes. You got kind of got to earn it, um, and, and that right too. I mean, like you said, they they may not even be one and done, so you know it might as well stay on the championship team and you know uh, build from there. I mean, winning definitely helps, right? Yeah. I mean, winning definitely helps. Oh. Well, I guess that's about it, right? Anything we missed or anything we didn't hit on? We didn't talk about TJ Power. Zion, you got any thoughts on um, Power coming in? Maybe he's going to be a three or four. He kind of adds to that uh, logjam a little bit. Do you see anything from him year one, or is this kind of a two, three year down the road here? Yeah, I, I tweeted about him today. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I think I know probably the other recruits a bit better. I, I'm not up to speed fully on, on TJ Power, but. I would say, you know, just watching a little bit of him. I mean, he can shoot the rock. And at 6'8", you can shoot the rock. There's a lot of room for you on college basketball teams. But this team is a weird situation for him um, because, you know, let's say we don't really need that shooting. And, you know, the other guys in front of him are just, you know, pure, purely purely better than him. Then, you know, he might have a, a jaded suit situation last year. But um, kind of like you guys mentioned before, I mean, He's not expected to be a one and done. So, you know, you come to Duke, develop, uh, let the opportunity open up after guys leave and you know, fill the role later. But um, I'm excited just just at the idea that we have potentially a lot of guys who can shoot the yeah. three. And, yeah. you know, that's not been the case for years now. So, you know, yeah. I'm excited for that. Depth and competition are not a bad thing, I guess, right? Like, it would be a lot of competition in practice, um, especially in that kind of log jam, that three to five spots there. Not a ton of separation after one or two guys. So maybe mm -hmm. 
there is opportunity. A um, well, little bit of insurance protection there too, maybe. Let's say let's say we do get flipped back. Lively leaves it expected, and let's just say Roach doesn't come back either. That's still a lot of like, how deep is this team? And <laughs> when's the last time you were like, is this ninety nine? We're talking nine deep or at yeah, least like, right, maybe ten. So that's ninety eight. So was the last time we really went nine deep, ten deep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, for me, I was comparing it to. I think I think I said twenty seven. Well, I think for the guards specifically, I said twenty seventeen or yeah. twenty eleven. Yeah, that's a good one um, too. Yeah, yeah. I I like the pro the the idea always come always come into the season saying we could be ten deep, but ultimately <laughs> we just we, we go to a seven man rotation at the end. So you know I, I don't want to even get my my hopes up because I'll probably be disappointed. But it's definitely looking like we could be really a really deep team. And Shire kept playing the depth a little bit longer than Kay would have. Yeah. K's got his seven guys by like November. Right, yeah. right, right. Shire was <laughs> at least playing nine. Into, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shire was at least playing nine like into February. And then kind of by the tournament is when it shortened to like yeah. seven, seven, yeah. eight. Yeah. yeah. And some of that was just, you know, no, again, no disrespect, but Young and Grandison were limited in their ceiling and what they could really do at times. And Blake's just kind of fell out of the rotation entirely there. Um, but, but yeah, you know, it should be an interesting, you know, we're going to continue probably roster baiting and talking about all of this stuff for another three months here. So uh, it, it's subject to change. But um, quick, 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 quick question for y'all. Do y'all yep. think we will hit the portal and who, who we, uh, or what type of person are you? Are you I think we're hitting the portal for that, for that, uh that rim protector. There's, there's two centers. There's, you know, names have been thrown around. Um, yeah, Ware from Oregon, and then Holmes from Dayton. Yeah, I don't think Ware is an actual, an actual thing. I think he's more, more of a, a wish list. <laughs> a wish, well, I don't even know if it's that. I think it's you know from what I was I was look I two four seven. I love having the subscription. I was on the duck pond, you know, reading stuff about Ware. The Oregon fans really don't. I think he's kind of a a me first guy. I would say so. Mm. They're not really disappointed that he's le leaving. Um, I've heard about the uh, the the kid from Durham that played for Tennessee. Uh, a a week, Aidu, Aidu, yeah, I, I liked him. Yeah, him, him, and Holmes are the the two that are coming up the most. But it just seems like you know we we don't want to depend on Ryan Young becoming Hakeem Olajuwon for you know <laughs> six more months. So see, I I like where um, I think he had to play out of position at Oregon. He was playing the four a lot, and he should be playing the five. And, you know, maybe I'm just biased because he outplayed Lively in the Hoop Summit last year, but I was impressed by him there. He can shoot the three a little bit, protect the rim. Mm. If we are going to get a big, I would prefer it to be like a Theo John type that's going to be okay with just right. garbage minutes, but yeah, doesn't seem the way we're landing or yeah. leaning. Why? Where? Where would Holmes even fit though? Like Holmes That's is what I'm a, saying. <laughs> a twenty to ten guy. Like this I know. Is not, it's not a scrub. Like, are we going back to two big lineups if we get Holmes? Like we have to. I think so. Right. I think it's. I think it's uh, Proctor, Foster, then you know Mitchell, Mitchell Flip, Flip, and Holmes. If and you Holmes. Did, if you went that route, that's oh, just uh, <laughs> not yeah. a fan, Not going. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I I don't see the the need for that quite as much. Um, but, you know, I can get burned on that kind of stuff, too, right? If I'm like, oh, what are we doing? And then do we start the season and God forbid something happens to someone and that lower leg kicks in and then this guy saves us. So, um, 
you know, maybe it speaks more to about kind of where they're thinking Reeves is at. Um, maybe they're wanting to reduce Young's role a little bit. Maybe it's foot protection, you know, who knows? Maybe they're just waiting just to see. It's, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, or maybe John wants to play flip at the one and that's just what we're going to do. <laughs> we're just, we're going to, we're going to roll it out like that. But um, yeah, I don't know. Just get uh, spin moves all the way down court. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Away. <laughs> we have like a negative five assist to turnover, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, man. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But um, anyway, we'll, we'll go ahead and kind of wrap up here again. I want to thank Zion for coming on. Um, Zion, plug anything you got. Tell the people where they can find you. Um, what what you working on now? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you can find me on if you don't already follow me on Duke NBA. Uh, uh, I'm, I have fun on there. People think I take that account seriously. I don't. I just have fun on there. That's just just for me to get away from my daily job. But if you want to follow me on my personal. Um, Zion Olajede, Z-I-O-N-O-L-O-J-E-D-E um, on all platforms. But yeah, um, yeah, just uh, I'm, I'm not doing much, to, but, but talking Duke basketball. So, you know, um, this is nothing really to play. Hey, if you're going <laughs> to talk, and, it's a good thing to talk about. And Zion, <laughs> I didn't mention it earlier, but you and like uh, Duke better, Russell, you guys were doing mm-hmm. like some some like after uh after game live shows on TDD, like some of oh, that yeah, stuff, yeah. right? Were you guys yeah. doing that this year too, or is that, I can't remember. Um, we did it, uh, I think, in, after the Kansas game. I think that might have been the last time we did it. I think we'll, we'll do it definitely more next season. Um, okay. I think we just kind of got, uh, not lazy. I mean, we have we just have lives outside of, <laughs> um, you know, so it just kind of is just a lot of work to just do it after games. Just some people just tired, you know, so sometimes we just did spaces, but. We should bring. We should be bringing that back soon. Bart, Bart. Well, we appreciate you coming on, man, and um, sure. talking a little bit about the off-season stuff with us. And so, like I said, we we are doing these a little bit off schedule. We're going to try to line up some more guests, uh, waiting for some more chips to fall a little bit. Hopefully, this isn't already outdated as the way these <laughs> things typically work, right? Um, but anyway, in the meantime, rate, review, subscribe, email us at the Devilston pod at gmail.com. Find us on the boards at devilston.com. Um, you know, be on the lookout this, this summer, see what's going to happen in the portal and elsewhere and, uh, keep the faces strong and the verb high. Go do. Duke.